And it happened. In those days, Jesus of Nazareth came from Galilee to be baptized by John in the Jordan River. And coming up from the water, immediately Jesus saw the heavens ripped open and the Holy Spirit like a dove coming down on him. And a voice came from the heavens saying, You are my beloved Son. I delighted in choosing you. And immediately the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. And Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, being tested by Satan. The wild beasts were with Jesus, and the angels were serving him. Now, after John the Baptist had been handed over to prison, Jesus came in to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is ripe. The reign of God is here. Turn around and put faith in the good news. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. All right, don't sit down, but follow me. While you're moving, I'll tell you that this is the credence table. It was built and constructed for us, especially by Tom Scoville. This is the place where the, the gifts of bread and wine sit before communion. And I kind of wanted to draw our attention to it in a special way. And by starting talking about that reading from Genesis, we heard Katie say this morning. But before we dive into that, I want to share a few things around. So, Micah, would you pick up that picture of my grandparents there? Yeah, just start passing it around. So this is a photograph of my own grandparents. I keep it in my office, and many of my aunts and uncles, my other family members have it too. It was taken... One time when my grandma was in the hospital and, and we all came to visit her, including my grandfather, and um, when he came, came up and before he sat down, he just gave grandma a kiss. And I just had the camera at the right moment and, and caught it. But I keep this photo with me to remind me not only of my grandparents, which is special because they have since died, but also as a reminder, as a sign that the, the love and the life that fills our lives goes from beginning to the very end. The reading from Genesis that we heard this morning is also about signs and reminders and about art. God says, I will set my bow in the clouds, a rainbow. This comes right after the flood. Here we have Noah and Noah's family sort of pile out of the ark and all the animals are probably wandering around. And God says, this will never happen again. And God makes this sign of a bow because it's like a bow and arrow, which was a weapon of war, a weapon of violence, 
And Jesus says, or God says, I will never commit violence like this again against you, my children. And then God says, I will remember. I will remember. I will see this rainbow. And I will remember this promise that I'm making to you. And in Lent, we can get caught up in all the things that we do, what we're giving up. But here, this is what God is doing. What God is giving up and what God is giving up is violence. What I want us to notice about this is also that God invites us to imitate. And not just imitate this refusal of violence, this fact that God's love will never again be flooded by God's anger. That even when God is angry, God is still in control of God's self and will still, even in anger, remember to love. Yes, let's imitate that. But also let's imitate this other thing. God makes a sign. God creates a reminder. God fills the world with a little bit more beauty and creates some art. And notice this sign has no words in it. It's just a splash of color in the sky. And that part of what God's work is to constantly make and renew signs and reminders. So already it's this transformation of a weapon into peace. But we see this also in Jesus, right? It's transformation of a tool of torture into a sign of God's love. This is just what God does. God's artistry and God's inviting us to it. And people of faith and artists throughout the ages have done it. All right, now here's number two. Can you pull that out gently? All right, let's send this around too. This is a stole. What I'm wearing here is also a stole. And I hope you get to hold it in your hands and not just look at it so you can, you can feel the craftsmanship that went into the weaving. I don't know who made this, but it was a gift to me by a mentor of mine. And it, in turn, was a gift to her from the Bishop of Guatemala, the Lutheran Bishop of Guatemala. Now, I never met her, the, the Bishop of Guatemala, and I don't always wear this stole. In fact, I can't remember the last time I wore it. But it hangs in the closet back behind here with all my other stoles. And so every Sunday, I see it. It's a sign to me. It's a reminder not only of my mentor, Connie, who has died, but also that it's not just about me. This faith is all across this world. It's not just about this country, but there are people of faith in Guatemala who are living the faith and have good news to proclaim to all of us. And 
And so what I wanted to, want us to notice is how artists who do God's work are constantly renewing and reinterpreting the signs that are so familiar to us. It can be musicians who, who set ancient words to new music. I mean, maybe you know, Matt and I, we collaborated on this Kyrie that we did this morning. We wrote that last year. Taking this centuries-old plea to God to have mercy and renewing it with new words, new music. We also have a congregation full of people with musical talents, with talents for visual arts. You see the Ardor logo that's over there by the band. Sort of bringing beauty, reinterpreting this life of faith, being a sign for us of who God is and what this life of faith is all about. Very soon you're going to find in the pews our respectful communication guidelines. These are in our e-news and on our website, another sign to us about what we refuse, what we take on because of who God is. It's these signs of God's covenant. Covenant is just a fancy word for promises. When I make a promise to you and you make a promise to me, well, that's not just a promise, that's now a covenant. The signs are not, well, here is this sign I made to tell you what I demand of you. But back to that rainbow, this is a sign of God I will remember. This is my sign about who I am and what I will do in relationship to you. So a lot of times Lent can be about giving up. It can be about emptying. It can be about simplifying. So I want us to take that opportunity to imagine that Lent is like a new blank canvas. And what we get to imagine together and wonder together is about how this blank space could be filled with God's beauty. The blank space of our lives, the blank space of our life together. Where is God's artistry already at work? in your life. So what you could do, if you'd like, is to bring something, a physical thing, and add it to this kind of impromptu uh, art exhibit that we have here. Another one of the things down there, if you could pass around, is this, this stop sign. These stop signs um, are something that Sarah and I came across at an art fair somewhere. And so got to have a conversation with the artist. But what I took away from this piece was something that was totally different than what he had in mind when he created it. And what you'll notice is that at the top, there's this little tiny green light. And then in the middle, there's a little bit bigger yellow light. And then at the bottom, there's this even bigger red light. Maybe it was the time in my life, but what it reminds me of is that the nose in my life, the stop, the voice that says, who do you think you are, looms so large sometimes. But God's yes, God's go, God's I love you, God's you are my beloved child, I delighted in choosing you, can seem so small by comparison. So this piece of art is a reminder to me 
to trust, to say yes, to go, to do it. So feel free to share some of those things. Bring them in physically. Take a photo and share them on our Facebook page. And it's not even just about sharing it here. It's about sharing it around with the other people in our lives about the things that we care about, the way that God's good news works in our lives. Maybe you've heard this saying, which is an ancient one. Share the gospel, and if necessary, use words. There were no words to go along with that rainbow. Only the words of the story, the words of the promise that Noah made. And that's the invitation to share. To share the signs with others. To tell the story of what it means in our lives. Words are necessary. But I think that sometimes we in the church, we just are sort of stuck in this rut of never using words outside of worship, and when we're inside of worship, only focusing on words, not the image, the art. But what God has done is made us, we, us all gathered here, and each of us individually, we are a sign for the world. Just like God stuck that rainbow up in the sky to do something for Noah and for all the world, God has made us and brought us together in worship and beyond it for that very same reason. We're kind of like performance art. What we do here and what we do in the world, gathering people, washing with water, sharing bread and wine, speaking the word, and sending. There's art to that. And there's something about the very fact of the way we do it that can say something about God. Is there a place? Can people of all abilities participate? These are the things that we care about. And we try to organize our lives and even our very gathering around those things, that everyone has access to these things of God. So one last thing I'll invite you to, just to pay attention to in worship. And that is when we're doing communion itself and when I'm standing up there behind that other table and the, here is the bread of life and here is the wine of compassion and here all among us in the flesh and in the blood is the body of Christ. Just pay attention to where your eyes are. The words on the screen or this actual physical bread and wine the actual physical flesh and blood of Christ among us in each other. Just pay attention to that. God is an artist. And God wants God's love to shine through each one of us and all the beauty in the world. Thanks be to God.